This is Fan POV Podcast. So it was about 45 years ago, there was a man sitting on a beautiful white sandy beach. He was a young, brand new aspiring football coach. He was just about to embark on a journey filled with monstrous ambition. Now on this beach, he found himself deep in thought. Imagine the most gorgeous aqua blue sea. A fiery red sunset, nothing but calm. Now, as the time passed, he noticed a tiny black dot coming through the rays of sun. And as it got closer and closer to him, that dot began to take shape. And it was a helicopter. Sure enough, as the time passed, the copter hovered directly above his head. And soon, it landed right to the side of him. Now, through the window, he noticed the person who was flying the copter looked really familiar to him. And as the man deboarded, He confidently walked over to him. He noticed not his clothing, not the hairstyle, didn't notice much of anything other than the rings on his fingers. There were eight of them, four on each hand. As he looks into the man's face, he's filled with excitement. He knows him. He knows him well, knows him intimately. It's himself, his future self, coming to pay him a visit. The man grabs him up, he hugs him tight, and he says, I'm waiting on you. You're about to tear it up. Any idea who this coach is? Of course you do. It's Bill Belichick. 11 Super Bowl appearances. Winners of eight, I'm sorry, winner of eight Super Bowl rings. Six as a head coach with New England. Most decorated coach of all time has developed more talent, produced more results, than any other head coach, and he's still going very strong. No signs of stopping. So why do I bring this up? Why am I harping on Bill Belichick? Am I some major advocate for Bill Belichick? Yeah, maybe. I like him a lot. But today we're finishing up the 2020 NFL Draft Talk. It's the AFC and NFC West, wherein resides the New England Patriots, who have been a dynasty for the better part of 20 years. Still coached by this man, and boy, this year, He's got something to prove. So we are back, everybody. This is FanPov. I'm your host, Kevin Robison. And to help me break this down, as always, it's Mystical Magical, Mikey P. How we doing, Mike? Oh, we're doing great, man. How about yourself, K-Dog? Yeah, I'm doing great. Doing great. How you doing, Cowboy? You ready to go? All the more excited to talk about the NFC Beast and the AFC Least. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys look for the viewers here. I won't even get into the details of the text messages this week. All I know is that these two almost got divorced like three or four different times. So I I, I hope that they're going to play friendly today, but also excited for it to get a to get a little bit wild. So look, this is very very special, as you guys have alluded. Um, we're talking about the Dolphins and the Cowboys. These guys, both of their divisions, we're going to be uh, kind of emotional about uh, what they think these guys are going to be able to accomplish, especially as it pertains to the draft. And I want to uh, go ahead and remind everybody exactly what's going on. So we've gone division by division up until this point. We've broken down the best picks that we think each teams have had and what their chances are of becoming potentially offensive or defensive rookie of the year. And so what we're going to do is at the end of today, we will have our full roster sheet. And next episode, we're going to go ahead and break down out of all the candidates we've selected division by division, who we think will end up definitively the Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year. So enough said. Jake, you're going to start us off today. NFC East, how are we looking, man? Where do you want to start? 
Well, typically, as the listeners would uh, note from the previous episodes, I uh, go in alphabetical order as far as the teams in that division. But today we're going to save Dallas for uh, the last uh, best for last, you know. So we're going to start with the Giants. I'm looking at their draft right now. Uh, as much as it pains me, I like their first two picks, to be honest. Uh, Andrew Thomas from Georgia, the tackle. It was something, obviously, everybody and their mom knows. Uh, the Giants needed some kind of lo- uh, offensive line help. The best part is is they still have Nate Solder. He's not uh, what he used to be with New England. He, he's serviceable. He's still a decent tackle. So they add Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. Now, Andrew Thomas, when I did a little bit more diving into him, he was the highest-ranked uh, offensive line by PFF uh Uh, pro football focus as far as everybody coming out this year he got like a 92.7 overall he ranked in both uh run defense and pass defense in the top 10 and he's the only uh offensive tackle of this class to do that the last person was uh lyle collins from lsu uh back in 2014 to do that so that's pretty impressive i liked him i think we talked in the last well, our previous uh, our mock draft, I thought he was going to the Browns, and I, I said that would be a steal. He, I, I liked him uh, the most out of everybody. So it's a solid pickup. And then you go to this uh, second round. We're looking at their uh, safety, Xavier McKinney out of Alabama. They didn't necessarily need him. I think that was more of a just uh, – it, it fell in their lap, and you, you just had to take the talent. The guy is – he's pretty solid. He actually – ranks in the top 10 as far as playing in the slot position, the free safety position and and within the box when on run defense. So he is uh he's pretty solid there. And then after that it kind of falls off a little bit for me. They got a, another tackle out of Yukon, uh Matt Parrott. Uh I'm not sold on him. He he needs a lot of work. His, he did not have the uh I guess the pedigree as far as the other teams he was playing in his division. He's a big boy, though. He's 6'7", just under 300 pounds. He, uh, he's he got the longest reach of all the guards, or excuse me, the tackles in the draft. Uh, he just needs a he just needs a lot of work on him. And then after that, it's just kind of a, a bunch of no-namers to me. I, nothing that really surprises me. I kind of like uh, Darren Area Holmes out of UCLA, the cornerback, though. Hit, hit or miss. His junior year, he was he was solid. He, he led uh, the Pac-10 and deflected passes and interceptions. But his senior year, it's not that he wasn't being thrown to. He he just seemed to – I don't know what was going on with him. He just seemed to – he just had an off year. So hopefully he can bounce back as far as that goes. I Actually, I lie. I don't need him bouncing back because that's the Giants and that's in my division. But and like I said, after that, yeah. I, I'm not seeing a whole lot that – uh you know, they had four seventh-round picks. You know, it's just a bunch of names. You know, hopefully you're your, uh, you know, scout team guys. So that being said, we'll go. Yeah. We'll, oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. You're right. I um, I, I think their first two picks do it for me, man. I think that warrants them an A. I, I won't get too long with it on it. I think Xavier McKinney. Again, you guys know how I feel about Alabama players. I I, I love it. Andrew Thomas, great, great, great offensive choice. Um, Nate Soldier there. They'll figure out how to put them where they need to put them. Um, I think it's a great move for a young quarterback. They got a very dynamic running back there. Don't need to get lost in the weeds on it. I, I like those pickups. That that warrants it. And 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 you know, Darnay Holmes out of UCLA. Um, yeah, solid pick at 110. A little bit of a down year last year. I think he was 89th overall in PFF. So um, decent pick in you know in the fourth round. Outside of that, we're good. So yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, I was gonna say about McKinney too. They, you know, obviously they got rid of uh, Landon Collins uh, not too long ago, so that's a nice uh, filling for him. You know, our, my boy Jabril totally. Peppers isn't exactly uh, doing it for anybody, you know, unfortunately. No, jack of all, jack no, of all trades, not. jack of all trades, master of none. That's right. Well said, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. But anyway, so now we're uh, we're gonna move on to Philly. 
uh, probably the most hatred team of in my life right now. Maybe that's just jealousy. Who knows? So they got Jalen Rager <laughs> out of TCU for the first pick. Uh, they, obviously, they needed receivers. You know, we've talked about it. They literally were signing people off the street last year towards the end of the season just with all their injuries at wide receiver between uh, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Deshaun Jackson, and you name it. So that was ob- an obvious need for them. Jalen Rager, uh, I again, diving a little bit more into him, he just played for a crappy T- uh, TCU team uh, at uh, the Horn Frogs. He did, he did not have the offense around him to – you know, do anything, I guess. He was their, their shining light. I was doing some, he had uh 15 plus yards in 51% of his catches. So over half of his catches went for 15 plus yards. He also was the leader in, um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm blanking on, so on yards after catch. Well, that goes with that stat right there too. Uh, I like him. Jake, I, I hate Jake, to say you, it. You were I, pretty I, big well, on this guy, right? You, you were, you had him in your first round. I think, I think not a lot of people did. You know, actually, you know, the funny thing is I had him going to Minnesota, which was the pick after Philadelphia. So, yeah, I mean, he felt pretty much where he was. Uh, he reminds well, well, me. Boys, of- boy, boys, let me just say this. And, and you guys know I'm nuts on receivers. And, Jake, I want to I want to talk you, about wait, receivers. You so are? The cows come home. You like. Yeah, you like I, I do like them. Yeah, <laughs> oh. I, I do. I do. I, I do like them. But look here. I, and, I, and again, I, you know, I'll talk about them all day. But look, 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 look. Let's get to the meat and the bones of this thing, man. What about Jalen Hurts? Talk, talk to me about this. Cat. Yeah, what, okay. what are they doing in Philadelphia? Talk, talk to me. What, what, what are we doing? That's terrible. Absolutely terrible. I never, I don't understand it. Like I said, uh, we talked about this uh, in a, a previous episode. Unless uh, Doug Peterson knows something that we don't know in that training staff with uh, Carson Wentz, why do you sign a quarterback, top five paid QB in the league, and then take Jalen Hurts in the second round? You have so many other needs to do or to fill. You know, they could have went the, the the route of the Raiders and get, you know, 15 different receivers, you know, and I could actually, you know, back them up as, as much as they had issues with it last year. So, oh, oh, Jalen Hurts, oh. you want you want to you want to know yeah, you Mike, wanna, Mike, you want to know the best stat about Jalen Hurts I was looking at slowest release Go time in, in all of college football. He averages. Ooh. Yep. He he averages three point eight seconds per throw he is not a decision maker he wait 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 okay 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 i'm confused now because i thought okay when you say release time now i'm talking about time he he cocks that ball back and throws it now if we're yeah, talking yeah. about time no, from no, the snap no. until he throws the ball no both it's both what, uh, the way the way i worded it, that was bad on that was on my that's on me yeah his release as far as like him getting from point a from him making the decision in his head to releasing the ball from his hand he has the slowest time in all of college football last season okay okay so okay, over th- okay. so o- you're talking about seconds. it's yep. it, it so it's not it's not the way he throws the ball it's not how he throws the ball it's his uh, ability to dissect defenses make reads and make plays quickly that that's what we're talking about am i right is am i no, saying that right no it's the exact opposite the polar opposite. Way okay, okay. So when the decision is made and he sees receiver A that he is going to throw to, when he starts his motion from the, the time that he makes a decision to make the throw until the ball is out of got his it. hand, that is it's the yep. slowest release time. He just got okay, he has that, now that's, he has that, that big old uh, uh, pitcher wind-up type thing. Yeah, so he's, Doug so, Peterson's so he's got help. He's got a Tebow throw. He's got a Tebow throw. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Probably going to be just He's got a Tebow set. throw be as successful as uh t-ball too but you know i digress but yeah i I just i just dude i didn't get that pick i'm sorry i know you guys were on the last uh 
podcast we had about it. I do, dude. I just don't see it. Again, uh, all right. As well, a, as, well, go, go on. Well, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to weigh in on it, Mike, and I'm going to kick it to you because it's it's going to be your turn here in a second. So I'm just briefly going to build a bridge here for it, and then you can drive a train on over. Get on, it, on, on across it. Okay. I was going to say so. I here, still, so. Before before you tear me up, before you tear me up, because this is going to be a conversation. Let let me just break down a couple of more people real quick, if that's okay. All right. Yeah, I was just saying because I know this is going to be a conversation, bro. So I'm just going to get the other people out of the way to do my due. All right, but listen, be 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 quick about it, man, because I'm I'm revved up in the uh, chomping at the bit. So be quick. Yeah, yeah, be quick about it. All right, real quick. Uh, Taylor, linebacker out of Colorado, they they uh, picked up in the third round. Not a fan of him. He's undersized, does not play well in, in between the tackles as far as uh, defending. And then the fourth-round guy I was going to hit on real quick, uh, Kayvon Wallace out of Clemson. Uh, what did I have on him? Uh, he's a slot corner. Uh, unfortunately, they you know need a little bit more than a slot corner. Uh, he's not anything more than that. I just don't understand why the rest of the – they didn't go more wide receiver except for – you know, fifth and sixth round, they got some people you've never heard of. That was as quick as I could yeah. do it. I kind of, I kind of rushed through that. So let's go. Got, let's, they got, let's see it off. Let's did, see it off, did, folks. <laughs> now look, they did pick up Deshaun Jackson. Don't remember. Uh, don't, yeah, remember they well, got Deshaun Jackson well, he was back on, there. He was on. Well, he was on the team last season, but he was injured all year. He was already Her, on the team. I was, I was gonna, I, I was gonna say. I guess what I mean by pick up is that, that you know they're gonna be picking him up again. They got, they got him back healthy. And <laughs> no, don't they get me wrong. They, he's they're, he's they're old, gonna be, but. They're going to be picking him off the field, maybe get him into the wheelchair and, you know, get him in the stadium, hopefully. Could be. Could be. Could be. All right. So check it out. Here we go. Let's let's talk about Jalen Hurts again. I, I think I counted about 20 sheep there when you were explaining the other players that I do not care about at all. All yeah, we got to do is talk about Jalen. That's the uh, that that's the topic here. So, Mike, I know you're kind of, of a similar mindset here. I I love the pick. Love. It. I love the pick. And, and, and here's the deal. Um, before you told me that he had a slow release time, that's actually got me scratching my head. I got to do some research on that, man. Cause I, I mean, if he can analyze defenses, that's awesome. But, but slow delivery time, it's hard to correct. I think it's kind of hard to correct at least. I mean, I'm not a coach, but either way, let's not get, let's not get lost there. So check it out. Um, Carson Wentz can not even play in the big game. So why has why never do you, made it? Why why do you sign him though? That's what I'm trying to get at. I mean, I'm not hating on Jalen. I'm just saying, like, why do you sign a guy to a top you, five? You sign you sign him based on the fact that he has got all the talent in the world to get you to the big game if he can stay healthy. Now the question is, can he get you there? Yes. But can he be healthy all the way? Nope. Nope. I can say that with 100% certainty because up until this point, I have not seen it. Can Carson Wentz Wentz start in an NFL Super Bowl? Nope. He cannot. He played all last season and even to get into the playoffs, uh, you know, until uh, your boy Clowney Mike, you know, arguably had a a quote unquote cheap shot on him. He played all last season. I get it, dude. I mean, he had a gnarly, you know, ACL tear when he was playing the Rams in that first year when they went all the way to the Super Bowl. Hold up, hold up. Got him. Hold up. No doubt. No, no, no doubt. But look, that is not that is not the point. The point is, is that their backup, their backup has a statue. Their backup has a statue out front of the building. Their yeah, your Cowboys, your Cowboys are going to pay out front of the building. Your Cowboys are going to pay more for Dak than they pay for Wentz and Dalton. That's like three years of uh, Jalen's contract. So Dallas, off, you got to worry crazy. about you're your crazy. own self and how much da- they're da- paying. Dallas, Dalton's making three million dollars, bro. Unless all his incentives, he has to play. I damn like that. Home pick. We'll get there. 
Yeah, we'll yeah, get there. I like up. that pick. Yeah, no, I, 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 I like that. But I like that pickup. But but hold up, but hold up. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Mike here in a second. Real I'm going to give it to Mike here in a second. That statue of Nick Foles out front isn't just because he won the Super Bowl. They don't call him BDN for no reason. You know what I'm saying? I'll let the <laughs> listen. I'll let the I'll let the listeners look up that acronym for him. Um, listen. Here's the deal. There, there, there's no, there's no way to deny the fact that the Eagles, they're in the mo- they're the team in the NFL that is most in need of a backup quarterback than anybody that exists. Do you pay Carson Wentz? I say 10 out of 10 times, yes, on on the hope and the dream that this guy can stay healthy. But if he does not, and that is always the question, you've got to have a viable asset behind him. And the fact is, in my mind, if he gets hurt once or twice more, I've got a uh, quarterback on a rookie contract that I am about to uh, let ride off into the sunset, and I'm going to trade Wentz to uh, probably the Browns or the Dolphins, you know what I mean, for uh, three first-round picks and, and, and everything else. You know what I mean? I, I, he's a tradable asset. Especially with the uh, with a salary cap, hopefully the salary cap goes up with COVID going on. But you know, if it well, does just, continue yeah, to rise, they, just, they they just increased it the other day. They just put out the numbers so, for for the following season. Either way, Mike, go ahead and go ahead and talk about uh, go ahead and talk about Jalen, man. Jalen Hurts is big time, man. He's been in playoff championship games with both Alabama and Oklahoma. This guy's going to be bringing the RPO Mike. to the red zone. He is going to be Mike. big time. I can't wait to watch him run it up on your Cowboys, man. After <laughs> once it's up 30, Mike. we're going to let Hurts you guys, be running the Who boys. did you guys take fifth overall? Who did you guys take fifth overall that kicked out this guy from the playoff game who came in and, start, and came in and, and won the game in spite of Jalen Hurts? Who is that the guy? Nobody's calling him to a. Nobody, nobody's calling Jalen Hurts to a. Nobody's calling to uh Yeah, nobody's calling Jalen Hurts to a man. Mike, keep yeah, going. But, uh, <laughs> and Doug Peterson, you're telling me he can't get the best out of this guy? I got faith in him. I believe in him. And the backup quarterback is a very, very important position, especially for different franchises. I like the insurance policy. I think Hurts was going to go in the second round, whether it was there or somewhere else. And they got their guy. They got their guy. Yeah, they got their guy three years ago. The guy they just signed to a hundred plus million dollar contract. Jake, would you want Carson Wentz being the next five years of the Cowboys? Be honest. Yeah, Do you want honestly, Carson Wentz being? Yes, I'm asking you. Yeah, I would take him. Honestly. Okay. He has never played in a Super Bowl. He has never stayed healthy so, enough to so get has, a team. So hasn't, dude. What a. Hasn't played in the Super Bowl. There's 30 other quarterbacks or 28 other quarterbacks in the league that have his team won one exact thing. His, his, his team won one during his MVP there? season when he got when he how, got hurt. How how they get there the first 10 games? When how many playoff went, games did he win? Well, you're Nick right. Foles Nick, 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 Nick Foles took him the entire way, and you're you would condemn your team to five years of a hurt quarterback. He's Sam Bradford. Oh yeah, that yeah, that's a that's a stretch. I mean, call it call it a stretch, but I'm going to tell you right now, Sam Bradford was. I mean, look out of Oklahoma. I mean, talk about a touted quarterback. What be, best wonder league test ever? He's smart too. Kid couldn't stay on the field out of the league. <laughs> yeah, so, that's a good. Perspective. I mean, either way, e- e- either way, man. I just I, I don't get me wrong, dude. I I think Carson Wentz is awesome when he's healthy. Um, that's just far and few in between, man. All right, let's keep going, Jake. Let's turn it back over to you. Where are we at? 
I don't know. I'm so lost in the weeds after that. My brain hurts right now. Uh, <laughs> Mine too. Mine too. Mine too. We're, we're going to go to Washington next. Uh, arguably the second worst franchise in the in the NFL behind the Browns. I don't understand this this ownership and the general manager just got fired finally. They're awful. I I, I can't I can't stress that enough. Unfortunately, they did get you know a, a layup pick and Chase Young, and there's nothing you can really say about that. You know we can go over his stats and everything out of Ohio State. I mean he's going to be a beast. He, I'm disappointed that I got to totally. see him twice twice a year. I, I'm not even going to dive too much into that to be honest. Uh, so they didn't have a second round pick. So then you go to the third round and they get a running back out of Memphis, uh, Antonio Gibson. The dude is is super athletic and and i don't know if you guys know memphis as far as uh they've had a couple guys going in the nfl as far as running backs even dallas got one last year just in general they they breed just this fast the fast athletic running backs the only question i had was is you already have darius guys i know he's been injured and i i can back that as far as uh you know your your insurance policy you still have ap you know obviously he's coming in on, on crutches and wheelchairs you know at his you know 55 year old age but then you also signed Peyton Barber from Tampa Bay from last season. He's nobody, you know, personally, you know, you're going to put your franchise back on, but you already have three three running backs in your on your depth chart. Why are you drafting a guy in the third round to do the same thing? I, I didn't necessarily get that part, or that part, but like I said, terrible franchise. After that, I mean, they had a couple fourth rounders. Uh, man, I, honestly, there's, there's nothing on, on here that really excites me. The fifth round, they got a linebacker. They didn't grade out well. No, they, they were, didn't they... grade out well. I, I I like Chase Young. You're right. I mean, we could talk about him all day, but yeah, I mean, that's that's they had to pick him. But um, any, yeah, I don't anybody. know if they have a quarterback. I don't. I, yeah, I don't know yes. what else they have. Yeah, um, Jake, say, we forgot any... to let Mike. Uh, we forgot to let Mike weigh in on the uh, on the other teams here. So, uh, Mike, go ahead and first of all, yeah, first <laughs> of all, Mike, let me let me ask you a question on the Redskins before I before you recap the other two teams. Do you like the quarterback? Yeah. Well, give me Haskins? one. Give me. I was gonna say, give me one. I was gonna say real quick, just to, to prop my uh, go blue guys. You know, finishing up Washington. I was gonna say they got a uh, Klee Cuxton, uh, the linebacker out of Michigan. And actually, he is. He might have been my favorite pick of this whole entire draft, minus or excuse me, uh, of their draft besides Chase Young, just because he was actually pretty decent for Michigan uh, as far as that goes. Uh, that was me wrapping up Washington. So Mike, go ahead and, and tee off on everything I just said. Well, I Jake, I, I know you, Jake gets excited about the NFC East, and he may be one of the only people. Man, this is a horrible division. Uh, 2019 might have been the worst division in the last 20 years. I looked this up, guys. No joke. 27% win out of division games. These guys oh are bad. Gosh. The Miami Dolphins were tanking last year, got rid of our quarterback, running back, wide receiver, pro bowl left tackle, uh, everywhere, middle linebacker, starring corners out, and we still can't beat half the division to get a high pick. I mean, this this division's bad, so I, I get you being excited, Jake, because these guys should all be nailing the draft. The Giants, a lot of needs, man. They address the offensive line the way they should. They're trying to protect their franchise, Daniel Jones. Uh, Andrew Thomas, not sure if he's a tackle, not sure if he's a guard. But what they do know, this guy can play at the next level. Uh, Georgia offensive linemen usually do a good job. Xavier McKinney, Alabama safety. I had him go in the first round for the G-men. Um, they, they got a good steal here. A lot of analysts had him go in top 15, top 18 in the draft itself. So pulling this guy in, I think he's going to allow your boy, Jake Jabril Peppers, maybe. Maybe I haven't given up on him yet. 
to kind of be the free safety he's supposed to be. And, uh, you know, McKinney comes down to make the hits and vice versa. They can, you know, play the field, but I don't know. Uh, all these teams need so much help. Giants had to get another tackle. I, I still think they're going to be another four and 12 team next year. Uh, I don't yeah. see it. And yeah, you talk about the about Redskins. It. I could see the same thing. I mean, I wish the Dolphins had a division like this where you got. You do have a, a division like this. What are you talking about, dude? I am. I'm going to tee off so hard. Hey, Kevin, real quick. You saw 27% these, uh, win percentage. So I, <laughs> no I, team I, I in did... your division won more three ga- more than three games out of their division. Oh, know oh, your Lord. rule, man. I, <laughs> but Kevin, anyway, I, I, here we I'll go. Keep going. I did some research <laughs> myself, Kevin, as, as you alluded to oh, the I, listeners. I, I, <laughs> Looking up, trust me. Look, here we looking go. up, looking up win totals over the last ten years. Combined record over the ten se- over, over ten seasons. Miami Dolphins twenty fourth at seventy one and eighty nine. Buffalo Bills twenty fifth sixty six and ninety four. New York Jets twenty first at seventy four and eighty six. And you want to talk about my division being bad? Six Hold Super on. Bowls, Let, nine no, appearances. No, 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 Nine Third, Super Bowl appearances. Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. Thirteenth at above five hundred, eighty-four and seventy-five. Giants. Hold on. Ranked eleventh, eighty-eight and seventy-two. And my Dallas Cowboys ranked six. So how about divisions right. being terrible? You, hold on, hold on. We are way off. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, 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 before our our uh, our listeners, uh, their heads explode because they have no idea where we are at this point. I do for sure. Trust me, I've been reading it all week. But uh, Mike, go ahead and uh, go ahead and get back to it. Finish up that division, Jake. We're gonna kick it back over to you to uh, to talk Cowboys because I know that's the uh, that's the build up for this segment. So let's talk about it. It absolutely is, and we talk about the Eagles. We call their draft Jalen Squared, Jalen Rager, (laughs) Jalen Hurts. Love it, gentlemen. Uh, Jalen Rager looks like he's going to be a, you know, big place or wide receivers and catch some screens, maybe take the house. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, if they could ever stay healthy, uh, Carson Wentz might be a happy man. I think last year literally they had Jake on the flank, me in a slot, Kevin on the other flank, uh, catching passes from this man. He was down that low. So love it. Guys out the I'm excited to see. Yeah, yep. I'm excited to see Jalen Hurts. We could talk about that again, but that's just much like the AFC uh AFC East, NFC East comparison. We're not going to get anywhere. Uh, Davian Taylor, Jake, you mentioned him, the outside linebacker out of Colorado. Uh, linebacker is a big, big need for the Eagles. And I think this guy can get on the field. I think he's very fast. He gets to the quarterback quick. You get players out of schools like Colorado, you might not have a lot of film on them. Uh, the things I was able to research, he, he could be an impactful player, man. He might be able to get to the quarterback on some special packages and uh, hopefully keep developing. But you know, he could also line up on the running backs out of the backfield and tight ends. He could do a little man coverage. So Davion Taylor out of Colorado, don't mind it. Redskins starts with Chase Young, ends with Chase Young. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but that Antonio Gibson, Jake, you brought him up, though. What I like about him, he could be Dwayne Haskins like Paris Camel. You remember him at Ohio State? He sometimes line up in the backfield. Sometimes he's in the slot. Sometimes he's doing these different plays. I think he even caught some snaps sometime. Might be a, like a little uh, safety net for Haskins getting somebody back like this because, in my opinion, Haskins has a lot to prove already. And what is this? Could be year two or year three? Year year two, right? Yeah, it's year two. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I like the I like the the individual out of Memphis. I just didn't think it was a, a fit for them when they already have three guys on the roster. And you mentioned Philadelphia's linebackers. You and I both had them taking uh, in the mock draft a linebacker in the first round because, like you said, that was such a need for them. I just the, the guy from Colorado. I, he just he didn't really impress me as far as like I said in between the tackles when, when it comes to just going right up and hitting somebody. He, he's just not a big guy. I, I think he. For a third round pick and somebody, if you need a linebacker, you know, you mentioned all the stuff he could do. I need somebody who's going to do it all. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he can potentially cover a running back. Yeah. In certain packages, he can blitz to do things. Yes. But when you need a linebacker on your team, this isn't just a luxury pick that you're just like, yeah, you know, we can plug and play this guy. You, you needed somebody. I, think, I just, for them, I just felt like they should have, they should have done more for that. Again, I'm think, not mad about it. I think you it get to guy. the quarterback, though. You know, I think that, Jake, they, they, they have some trouble late in the season getting the quarterback, and that's why I think about a hybrid player. Maybe he comes in on third-down situations. But, yeah, I don't. Right. I kind of agree with what you're saying. I don't think he's an every-down uh, every starter, but maybe somebody that could, uh, you know, put the quarterback under some fire, man. Good stuff, guys. I love it. Good stuff. Look, time we've all been waiting for, Cowboy. We're going to talk about them Cowboys. We got CeeDee Lamb in the house. We got some good things going on. We got uh we got we got a lot of uh we got a lot of hopes and dreams here. We've got a brand new coach. We've got the setup for uh Showtime TV, Must See TV, Jerry Jones, 136 years old, just bought a cane for uh 60 grand. Brand new cane. I think it's the same one they had out of uh, Jurassic Park, the one with the mosquito in the middle of it. I think he bought I it got for that 60 one. grand. Yeah, so uh, you guys have you guys have everything in line. I uh, I want to hear your take, man. Where are we at? Yeah, I mean that's the story of us every single year. Everything's quote unquote in line. Uh, I'm going to try to be the most unbiased individual about this breakdown. When I say possibly the best draft of any team in this in this year, as far as uh, value and where we got and what we needed, I guess. Uh, now, to Lamb. be fair, to, to 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 be fair, to be fair, they have graded out as like an A plus in pretty much every every grading you know right. uh, every grading channel that I've looked at. So so pretty much a consensus in the NFL that some really good players uh, got picked up by these guys. And I, I'll talk a little bit about that when you're done, Jake. But um, yeah, definitely get into it, man. I was going to say, I think a lot of it has to do with just not even just the players that we got, but the the schemes that we play. You know, for yes, example, yes, you know, Trayvon Diggs, you know, some people said, you know, he's not the best, uh, you know, quote unquote, like, you know, one on one or whatever. But we play a lot or excuse me, like uh, uh, off the off the ball uh, coverage guy. We play a lot of press coverage in our defense. Yeah, and you guys, pray. you he, guys are press heavy. You're press yes, heavy. And, and that's where he uh, excelled the most at. You know, actually, he had uh, in all the times he played uh, press heavy at uh, Alabama, they did uh, the numbers for the last season of 33 times, or excuse me, uh, 33 targets, only nine receivers caught the ball. Of those three, 33 targets, he had three of those of those interceptions. So that's even yep. one out of one out of every three balls are being caught when he does the press coverage. So that fits us. What, so what's perfectly. what's what's more? What's more is they're not throwing to him. <laughs> That's true. And I that mean, too. You, you, you know what I'm saying? They're, he's not getting any targets. Right. They're, they're, there's, you know, a, there's a reason. Yeah. Yeah. They're not throwing them. Right. Uh, I mean, I could talk about CD Lamb. Uh, there's not anything you guys don't know. It's not something we needed, but that was such just a, a, a quality value pick at that point. 
that makes us arguably top three uh, most explosive offense in the NFL right now. I, I can't hate on it. I was so excited when that came about. We already talked about this. I, I won't dive too much into that. But even even past that, you know, in the third round, we got Nabel Gil, uh, Gallimore out of Oklahoma, a defensive uh, interior lineman. He he he's going to be the next uh, Vince Wilfork. I feel like he he bl- plugs all the run all run game. You cannot get past this dude. He's not the best at getting at the quarterback. You know that's something you can work on. But at the same time, that's why you paid Demarcus Lawrence all that money and uh, Tyrone Crawford if he can ever get off the PEDs, come back in and uh, do something for us. But as far as uh, a defensive interior lineman, I, I like this guy a lot. Just being a Cowboys fan just after we drafted him, just getting in a wormhole watching all his video. Like I said, he nothing gets past him as far as run game goes. Uh even after he moves, that the fourth he, 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 he moves men, dude. He is a yep. beast. This cat's a beast. They get give him another move or two. Give him another move or two. Cause he's not the best in the uh, in the pass rush, but the the the, the dude is a is a people mover, man. He, he's he's a monster. Right. Like I said, he reminds me a lot of uh, uh, Vince Wolford. Vince, I didn't feel like he really got to the quarterback a whole lot either, but that's that's high or high praise, you know, big shoes to fill, obviously. Uh, even after that, though, the fourth round, we got Tyler Baez, or ba- I can never say his name, Baez out of Wisconsin, the the center. He's listed as a offense, just an interior offensive line, but I got a feeling he's going to fill that center position. We discussed him a little bit before, uh, before too. He just uh, he fell a lot because of his uh, he had an injury towards the end of his season in Wisconsin. But he's a three year starter. He ranks in the top ten in rush blocking by uh, PFF. The guy the guys can play, and you know obviously you know Mike has said it before that Big Ten offensive lineman you can never you know you hardly can go wrong with it. You're never you're never being questioned for taking them, especially in the fourth round. I I I love that pick. And dude, after dude, that, P, P, PFF PFF had him at 87th best. Yeah, the exactly. 87th best at, player, and we got him at 146. So you know, like yeah, I said, nuts. a lot nuts. A lot of a lot of this is value. Even CD Lamb, you know, that he was a sixth in PFF. He was the sixth yeah. overall player in PFF, and we got him at 17. You know, they when they did the uh, breakdown of him, they said that only two other wide receivers in the history of PFF. Granted, they've only been around for a couple of years now had higher rankings and it was Amari Cooper and Jerry Judy, which, you know, obviously he went right before uh CD lamb, but you know, yeah. Yeah. I just think that, you know, it's, it's I, high praise. It just, a lot of it was just value at, at the time that we got him, you know? And I think it's neat. And, and, and let I me weigh I, in for a second. Think, Jake. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. And they kept them out of Philly, their rival, because oh, yeah. you better believe if Philly was probably thinking about coming up to grab that guy, and that's why Jerry had that extra smile on his face. But Great it's point. not only you got that value, you take him away from your, you know, your main rival in your division. Right, Great you're point. absolutely right. Great point. It, it, it could easily not have been Jay, uh, yeah, Jalen Rager. Yeah, he would definitely not have been uh, the first one taken over. He's still available. Yeah, like I said, yeah. man, I, no, I, that's I, can't, good point. I can't, I can't hit on anything. Uh, I, I'm usually the biggest criticizer of jerry and uh in dallas when they do some dumb dumb things like we talked about the other day the draft like, you know for example taking felix jones and mike jenkins in the same first round you know you're sitting there scratching your head or you you pass on stephen jackson to get uh, uh julius jones out of notre dame and you're still scratching your head this this was a year that i was like you know what you guys you guys did it for once i won't say for once but 
you continue. I think they're out of. I think they're out of that, Jake. I think they're not doing that as much anymore. No, I mean, we I can talk about Taco yeah, Charlton, yeah. but they, they, the la- they've kind of the la- got their stuff together now. Yeah, the last five years, I, I have not been not been disappointed whatsoever. They they seem to actually get on the right page. I think uh, his, his kid Stevens there uh, doing a lot of the decision making while Jerry Jones is playing Walt Disney and you know taking him out of the cryogenic freezer <laughs> just to put him on TV every once in a while. Mm. No, man, I think dude, that's right. I, five, five, five years sounds right. Over the last five years, they've drafted pretty well, man. Um, Mike, talk talk about the Cowboys. I don't think I don't think you're in much opposition, if any. But go ahead and talk to me about the Cowboys. Not at all, man. I'm just wondering who's the happiest after his draft. Was it Jerry, Dak, Zeke, or Jake? <laughs> because man, right. CD yeah. Lamb is going to open that offense, and Jerry Jones on his boat. I, I don't think I'll forget that image for a while. Uh, Dak, and even think about Zeke, like. You cannot bring your safeties down anymore with these three wide receivers between Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb on the field. Zeke's going to have some huge lanes. And I know that offensive line's getting a little bit longer in the tooth, but those guys are still top five in the league, I would say, at least in my opinion. I mean, I'm sure you guys are with me on that. This offense has a lot of potential, and it's going to really rely on Dak making that next step. And uh wonder what's going on with Dak's contract. I guess that's a whole different show, but yeah, I mean, C.D. Lamb's big time. He's going to catch that ball. He's going to get a lot of yaks. I could easily see this guy getting 10 touchdowns this year. What do you guys think? Is that is that too much? I mean, I, I like Amari Cooper over there on the other side. I like Mal- Michael Gallup in the slot. Love the running game. Um, I think the offensive line's in better shape than what people are talking about, even with Travis Frederick retiring. We, we talked about their pickups just now in the draft. Um, no, I, I think – Everybody in the and, and Jake, tell me if I'm wrong, man. But I think every single one of you in the past would have said, "Well, Jason Garrett holds us up. Jason Garrett holds us up." Well, that's not the case now. So you know, you got Mike McCarthy in town. You should have your quarterback there, assuming that you know they can get something squared away with Dak. Um, this year should be, you know, I mean, it should be a good year. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate though. I, I, obviously, it affects everybody. With the, uh, everything going on with the uh, coronavirus and everything, the fact that you know, like you mentioned, you know, Mike McCarthy comes in as the new coach, it's it's unfortunate because we're not no team is obviously together to, I guess, work on everything. You know, get the new system. It's just a, a odd, terrible timing, I guess, as far as like getting a new coach. And we're not the only people. And obviously, other teams have got new coaches and new coordinators, etc. So, just you know, coincidentally. We'll, I guess we'll just see how it plays out. I mean, everybody else is affected I think it's by e- it, too. I think, yeah, I think it's even playing field, man. I mean, yes, there's new other, there's other teams with yeah. new coaches. Even, even the ones who have old coach, even the right, ones who have just, old coaches have have a ton of turnover on their teams. I mean, I mean, very rarely is more than what sixty percent of the team actually coming back. A lot of these guys turn over, so I mean, everything's new. Right, and I mean, I guess, I guess you know, as far as like a comparison, I was gonna say like you know, if you're Sean Payton and Drew Brees, like, you know, you don't really need to go over a whole lot. You know, it's nothing's super crazy as far as getting a whole entire new coaching staff and everything. You know, it's just bad timing, I guess. You know, as far as uh, does Dallas, does Dallas have the a good enough secondary to get it done, though? That would be my only question about him coming this year, because I, I get like I do like Diggs, but he's a second rounder for a reason. And he's a rookie. And he's a rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's not, right. That's my question mark, too. That's my question mark, too. Yeah, I mean that's but but that's been that's heck been of a question. draft though. Yeah, as I was gonna say that's been our question great, mark since we draft. lost Deion Sanders, Darren Woodson, and Larry Brown. You know from the <laughs> Super Bowl days. I don't think <laughs> and Byron you Jones. Bring them boys back. Yeah, well, exactly. You know, you get rid of Byron. You know, 
to hoping to build him, off yeah. of that or or Brian Brian Jones <laughs> right Mike uh you bring you bring Poe and McCoy in you got Gilmore you've got a really nice rotation of uh D tackles that's going to let those linebackers Jake that you brag about 24/7 oh, have them. a lot of a lot of open space man so yeah. look for yeah. that to really impact that front seven but the back end, they, they got to get be- better. If I'm playing them, I'm I'm going three or four wide every single time and seeing if they can uh, match up with my boys. Yep, and I, I think, couldn't even I, bl- I couldn't they, even blame you for that. I think if they can, uh, I think if they can get through the first five or six games and uh, let that secondary kind of try to find some cohesion, they they might be able to patch it together to make it work. But le- I, I don't think their secondary is going to be great. They might be no, serviceable, but not great. <sighs> yeah, they're young too. Like uh, you know, after we got rid of Byron. I, the the most senior person on there is either haha clay and dicks who's you know first year with us right now or you know you got uh two other corners that are just third years now like jordan lewis and uh chewy jonuzawa from colorado we got three years ago but yeah they're still young they're whatever i'm not yeah i'm not sold on the secondary by any means uh mike you said All right, something well let's gonna... get let let, let, let's let's get off it let's let's go over to the afc east mike let's go ahead and break it over to you we, we just talked about you know all the uh, all the things going on in the NFC, but let's talk about the AFC. They also drafted. They also have some teams, and ironically enough, they're happen to be home to your uh, Miami Dolphins. And I don't think you want to start there, but go ahead and uh, and break it open. Let's talk about the AFC. Well, Kev, let me just tell you, there's optimism always after a draft, during a draft, but you know the real optimism is Brady's gone. You know this is kind of like I'm watching that documentary right now, The Last Dance, when Jordan retires. How the whole league must have just felt specifically the Eastern Conference, knowing, man, the big dog has finally left his post. Let's do some things. So we're feeling good all the way. I know the Bills are, the Jets are, the Dolphins are, and I got a feeling Belichick's got some type of plan, but I was we'll just going to say, I was, hold on. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, Brady's gone, but the other B's still there. Don't forget about <laughs> that. Don't forget about I that. I haven't. That Go man's ahead. given me plenty of nightmares over the years, but, <laughs> has, you know, the right. Bills – Bills, right away, we talked about all these wide receivers in the draft and who might be this, or they well, let's compare them to that. Well, the Bills just said, you know what? I want something that's certain, and they sent their first-round pick to get Stephon Diggs, and I think that was a really nice move for them, and uh, I think that might have been a snowball that got Brady so mad that we can't even get Stephon Diggs. Like, I'm out of here. So uh, I appreciate them doing that, and I think Diggs will make a big impact for that uh, Josh Allen out there. But uh, A.J. Apenza, they got this guy out of the second round. Uh, Iowa doesn't get a whole lot of, you know, five-star recruits. This man is 6'5", 275. He's going to start day one. He has a lot of length. He can pass. Uh, he can play the pass well. He plays the run well. I think it put him on that front seven. He's going to make some big plays. He's a blue-collar guy. He's going to fit in perfectly in that, that Buffalo weather. You know, the wind's howling. Temperatures drop. This guy is just going to be, you know, sleeveless, rocking it out. So I like that pick a lot. Personally, I am going the first-round pick. I like a Penza out of Iowa a lot. PFF, and, uh, Zach Moss. P- P- PFF had him at that? 20, Mike. PFF had him at 20th overall. PFF had him 20th really? overall. Yeah, he went He went 54, and uh, PFF had him 20th ranked player overall in the NFL draft. He dropped to 54. Steal. Absolute steal. He's so a game record. You get a Pro Bowl wide receiver and uh, you know a top 20 pick with a, only a second-round pick. You know, I think that's pretty good for those guys. Yeah. Uh, Zach Moss out of Utah, Kev. This is another one of your boys, man. I feel like I they're all him. over about the draft. Every time I'm covering a team, I'm talking about Utah, and I I know you're grinning ear to ear over there. I'm but seeing this guy it. Just too good to pass. 
what a good combo with him and Singletary will be next year, man. Uh, I like this guy out of the backfield. I think he uh, he could pass block real well too. And maybe uh, you you might see him and Singletary on the field at the same time at some certain lineups. And uh, I didn't mind either getting Jake Fromm, but not for the Bills. Uh, Fromm, he, he's not big. He's not strong. He doesn't have the deep ball. He doesn't have the arm to throw through that Buffalo win. So I don't know. I, this guy fell from grace pretty big, Jake Fromm. Uh, I thought going into this season that he might be a top, you know, a first round pick, and he fell. What do you fall to the pick uh, round five? Is that One, correct? One sixty seven. One sixty seven. You know, yep. And and you know what, Mike? That you're you're so spot on about him. It couldn't be to a worse team because Josh Allen is a monster. Like the dude's not. Yeah. I mean, people bounce off of this kid. You know what I mean? Like like I mean, there's no way Jake Fromm's going to see any playing time. We, not well, from no, injury he's, at least. He's, he's, He's not he's not meant to see playing time. He's there as a backup. I mean, I'll get into it later. You know, when it gets my uh, time to chime off. But he reminds me a lot of uh, Tyrod Taylor. The guy just doesn't turn the ball over. He's just a security blanket, really. Yeah, yeah. Keep going, Mike. He needs a lot of weapons, man. But uh, I didn't mind uh, Gabrielle Davis out of UCF either. You know, he's got some size. When you look at receivers like Diggs, Beasley, and Brown, they're the all-under-six-foot crew, so you need somebody that could go up in the red zone, make a big play. Uh, he's got some great mentors to learn from, too. So hopefully he can kind of, you know, Gabriel can, uh, you know, develop into a wide receiver of his own because you definitely need a large uh, you need a large target for those sort of plays in third and tens. You know, you can't just have a bunch of little small route runners uh, to make plays sometimes. Sometimes you got to add a little, uh, little different look for the guys, so – you said it. Yeah, they did bro. good for what they had. They did. They did. They did really good for what they have. Their their first two picks, round two and round three, Espinosa, Zach Moss, big time. Adding Diggs, big time. Um, I like their offseason, man. I, I like their offseason in a whole. I think you have to factor in some of their additions uh, off, you know, outside of the draft. You have to because they, you know, there's a draft pick factored into it. Putting all that together, I've not seen them ever grade out less than an A. So I think it's a consensus that Buffalo did pretty well. Keep going for us, Mike. What's next? All right, we'll go with the New England Patriots. Um, I think somebody at some point has to tell Bill Belichick that you also need talent. You can be an awesome coach, you be a tremendous coach, but not getting a wide receiver, not getting quicker, really faster on defense, getting a safety when you already have two star safeties. I get, you know, Chung and McCourty, they're, they're in their late, like uh, I think 33 each, maybe 33, 34 years old. So you, you draft a safety, you, you trade out of the first round. I don't know what he's doing. Um, Josh, uh, what's his name? Uch from Michigan. Jake, yeah, I'll kind of let you Uche. weigh in on him. Yeah, Uche. Everything I learned, he's a developmental player. Um, and Anthony Jennings is probably my favorite draft pick they got. The outside linebacker out of uh, Alabama. I like his energy. I think he's uh, he's going to be able to get to play right away with uh, Jamie Collins gone, Kyle Van Noy gone. It's a good opportunity for him. Saban and Bill Belichick have a rapport together, so I'm sure that you know Saban was trying to tell him, "You got to get this guy now." And they draft a pair of tight ends because they had the worst tight end output of the entire league last year, and that's yeah. with Tom Brady, a Hall of Fame quarterback. So I don't know what Belichick's doing. Maybe they're waiting for next year to get Fields or Lawrence, or maybe they they really believe in this kid there. But I mean, can you guys can you maybe give me some insight to help me understand it? Because Stidham, I mean, he doesn't have a lot around him right now. Well, well, look, and I'll, I'll turn it over to Jake next because he's going to weigh in on both of these teams. But, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. This whole thing's a question mark. I, I don't hate their draft. I've not seen them really grade anything above a, a C-plus or a B. 
I don't hate their draft. I think that Bill Belichick has always pulled diamonds out of the rough. I mean, he's the master, right? He 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 creates a incredible environment, incredible atmosphere. Whether you love it or hate it, it works. And the fact is, um, you know, it's a question mark for me. Stidham, Jason Stidham, can he can he come in and be serviceable? Is he totally a band aid? Look, nobody nobody knows. Belichick could end up having a four and twelve season and get the number one overall pick. I mean, who who knows? I feel what like his plan Belichick. Is, but he's, he's got a plan. I feel like he gets more out of free agents than he does the draft. I mean, he gets guys that nobody wants anymore. He kind of likes to order players, and I, I don't know. I just – no one can critique him because of his history. But, man, looking at this draft, it just is not impressive. Yeah, I, again, again, I, for me it's a question mark just based on the fact that they didn't get a quarterback, which means they believe in what they have on the roster. If they believe in what they have on the roster – and that guy can come in and play as good because it's not like Tom Brady had the best year ever. He didn't have a bad year. And that's the funny thing about what everybody's saying about Tom Brady is like he had the worst year ever. He had a better year than most quarterbacks in the league, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, man, for me, it's a question mark. I just want to know really uh, what's happened at the quarterback position. Everything else is white noise to me, man. Um, Jake, why don't you go ahead and weigh in on us? We, uh, we want to hear from you. So... I guess I'll just stay with the Pats because that's what you guys are talking about with uh, Jared Stidham at quarterback and everything that's going on there. Uh, Stidham, I, I like him, to be honest. He was supposed to play uh, Baylor with Matt Rule. Um, I'm not sure 100% what happened as far as him having to go to Auburn and transferring there. But when he was at Auburn, man, he just had nobody around him. That was like one of their uh, their more down years as far as uh, that program goes. I, I, I'm not saying he's going to be a, a Hall of Famer by any means. I, I think – Bill's willing to give him a chance. And like you said, Mike, it's hard to critique what what Bill's doing as far as his decision-making. But that being said, too, though, they, I don't feel like they ever have a good draft. Like, I, I can't really remember uh, a draft class that you know, the Patriots are like, man, they killed it. You know, even last year, they got Nikhil Harry, and everybody's kind of questioning, like, did you really need him in the first round? Uh, as far as Patrick Chung, he is not on the Patriots anymore, my friend. He is uh, doing some hard time for, uh, what was he, shipping marijuana through the mail or something like that. What, what did he get nailed with? Something. It, it was cocaine. I just figured you yeah. could do that. And, you know, the Patriots cheat all the time. I just figured they get to cheat, you know, oh, the criminals. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, this is the first taste of it, listeners. This is the first taste of it, of the hatred that runs through, that, that runs through Mike's veins. He hates the Patriots thinks they're the biggest frauds ever. We'll get into that. In fact, we're going to have an entire episode on Mike debunking the Patriots. Where we're going to do that. <laughs> we should. I was going to yeah, say, to be honest, sure. I, I'm impressed at how reserved he has been so far. So I, I give you props totally, for that. Like, I was totally. Waiting, I was waiting. For, I was like you said. I was waiting for like a whole hour of just like I was ready to just walk away from the mic for a minute, just like let him rant for a while, but. Good for you, Mike, man. Good props to that. But uh, back to the <laughs> Hey, draft. you guys, everybody has heard that way too many times. And soon enough, the audience, this is coming your way. But go ahead, Jake. Sorry. I was going to say, I was going to say, but yeah, but they've not heard it from your voice before. You do it in a very unique way. The venom you spit, Mike, is very, very, very unique. Very unique even, type of venom, my friend. <laughs> even in text messages, you can feel the hatred coming through those words when you read them. Oh, like, yeah. Geez. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pure hatred. Pure hatred. Either way, uh, Jake, go ahead and finish up the Patriots and then move on for us. Okay, so yeah, back to the Patriots. Uh, yeah, obviously, they didn't have a first rounder. They traded to the Chargers for their 37th and, 37th and 71st pick. I like the guy Kyle Duggar out of uh, the uh, D2 school, the Rhine. He kind of reminds me a lot of, uh, we mentioned before, Josh Norman, who uh, came out of North, or, uh, excuse me, Coastal Carolina. You know, just a no-name school. No one really knew who he was. I, I trust 
Belichick, as far as, you know, Lord knows I don't want him drafting my receivers, but he seems to know his defense, obviously. I like this dude a lot. He's going to be playing with Stephon Gilmore, the McCourty brothers. I think he can uh, really prosper and learn a lot from them. Uh, you mentioned Josh Uche uh, from uh, Michigan, the uh, edge rusher. Uh, he He's okay. I mean, he's not, he's not my favorite Michigan player ever, obviously. Uh, but he actually fits bill belichick's scheme as far as what he wants to do with edge rushing and he can fill the gap on runs uh he reminds me you know kind of like when they took chase winovich from the uh previous year from michigan just uh just a grinder you know nobody you know, i don't think a lot of people per se, per se knew who chase was and the same with uh josh here uh just guys that were everyday or every down players that you know at some point you know somebody like bill's going to be able to uh utilize after that, though, like you said, they got the dual tight ends. They needed that. Uh, between the two of them, it's kind of funny, though, that one of them is a complete blocking tight end to almost to the T, and the other one's the catching one with a lot of upside, but just played for a crappy uh, Virginia Tech team and uh, Dalton Keene. Uh, edge rusher from Alabama, like you said, Kevin, you never really can hate on that. Plus, you know, Bill and uh, Nick Saban are boys doing their fishing trips, so I'm sure there's a little inside uh, information going on there about his, his value. So that's that's what I got for the Pats. Buffalo, man, I, I agree. They they killed it. I, I was very excited for them. Mike, you mentioned, you know, the first round was or the first round pick was given up for Stefan Diggs. You can't you can't beat that for the value. You know, Stefan's got a lot left in him, especially he's got something to prove the way he went out of Minnesota last year. You know, there's a lot of rumblings of him basically complaining about not getting catches, you know, his time to shine now. I also agree with you, though, Mike, that they needed that big receiver out of UCF because, you know, with John Brown and Cole Beasley, I, you know, Stephon Diggs, I, I'm taller than all three of them. I don't see the big body guy. like They don't have the Des Bryant or the uh, uh, Julio Jones or, you know, DeAndre Hopkins go up there on that third and ten, like you said. But, you know, as far as that goes, that's great. I do like J uh, AJ out of uh, Iowa, the, uh, the edge rusher. And you mentioned it too, the fact that he played at Iowa, this weather's not going to bother him at all. I, I think people really undervalue that a lot, especially, you know, getting somebody from a Florida team and you put him in Green Bay or, you know, a, a Texas team and you put him in, let's say, uh, Chicago. People really don't focus on that enough, I, I don't think. And the fact that, like you said, Mike, him come from Iowa and play in the Big Ten. Buffalo shouldn't bother him. Not to mention, too, they just got Ed Oliver out of Houston last year, who's been killing it for them. They still have uh, Jerry Hughes on the edge. That is a pretty nice defense. I mean, they're already pretty nice, but it just seems like they just keep adding to it. You know, their whole entire secondary is just nasty with uh, Trayvon White and Micah Hyde and uh, Jordan Poyer. They're, they're, they're looking solid. I like Zach Moss a lot, too. You know, we mentioned it before. I thought that was one of the steals of the draft out of Utah. You know, I was looking at it. He actually had one fumble in two seasons at Utah. So the guy knows how to take care of the rock. So I like that. Uh, he's basically going to fill in for the Frank Gore role, you know, the bigger bruiser guy. And like you mentioned, Mike, you could see a dual package. You know, hell, they even might have him go up in the hole as like a fullback just to block for a Singletary. There's a lot of stuff they can do. You know, in the three years he played at Utah, he only had 66 catches out of the backfield. You know, that's 22 a season. It's nothing crazy, but, you know, at least he has the ability to do it. And then you guys mentioned Jake Fromm. I'm not too mad about it. I mean, for wh where they got him at, you know, two years ago, what's that that meme that they keep putting out there that uh, what's-his-face uh, Kuiper projected him to be a first-round draft pick a season ago? coming out of uh, Georgia, and obviously he fell in the fifth round. So, Mel Kuyper, you were a little off on that one, bud. 
But, I mean, he's he's not there to to be any kind of a uh, uh, threat to uh, Josh Allen. I mean, he's literally just uh, a, a security blanket. And like I said, I, I when I mentioned that he doesn't turn the ball over, I just seen that he had uh, over, just under a hundred uh, dropbacks as as far as a passer at Georgia. He had one turnover that whole entire time. So he reminds me a lot of Tyrod Taylor. Just takes care of the ball. You're just there to you know as a security blanket. And that's how you do it, Philadelphia. You take your security blanket in the fifth round instead of the second round. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you right now. I, I I think I don't think anybody in the league would say that they'd rather uh, Jake Fromm getting in there as their backup over Jalen Hurts. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I know. Mike, yeah, I know. I'll get <laughs> Not a person, man. Yeah. My, Mike, no, no, Mike, no. take us to the Jets, man. We're going to save your Dolphins for last, but uh, take us to the Jets. All right. Well, there's no mystery to anybody who watched a Jets game last year that Sam Darnold was pretty much on his own island, man. That offensive line was offensive in a lot of different <laughs> ways. But specifically, every time this guy dropped back to uh, you know toss a pass, he's getting hit within 2.5 seconds over 25% of the time. That's, that's no good for anybody. That's not good for his career. We don't want to Andrew Luck this guy and have him early retire. So the Jets go out and get – Mekai Becton out of Louisville. This guy looks like somebody you create in a freaking video game. Jake, back in your Madden days, you know, you, you get a 6'7", <laughs> 365 left tackle, man. Excellent strength. I had this guy going like top five just off his raw talent alone. I mean, he is just a beast. Okay, and Mike. That's going to be a – Mike, I got I got to call you on something here, and I don't know if you guys know this, but this is a fun fact. What Mike, his name's Mekai. Uh, Mike, 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 he Becton – he wasn't even a top 40 prospect this year. Thank you. P- P- PF, PF, PFF has him outside of the top 40, boys. Now, yep, check this I out. Was already, he, I bit my he tongue. Is a, yep, he is a big boy, and he can move. But let me tell you something. I don't know how fast he moves away from the dinner table. And you got to be very, <laughs> very careful with that type of dude. And again, don't get me wrong. If the stars align, nah, I don't even want to say that. I mean, if he gets his act together, can get it, can, can keep his weight under control, and not even say get his act together. That's even speaking out of line. If he can just keep his weight under control and learn the NFL game, he could be a really good starter. But dude, he is not plug and play, in my opinion. Not even a top forty Ooh. prospect, boys. Not even a top pro- See, forty prospect. I trust I my eyes. And I trust skill and I trust talent, man. This guy, go ahead, okay. Jake. You Fair can jump enough. in here too. I Fair feel like enough. you guys were busting my chops. Oh, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. No, I'm just pointing. I didn't know if you knew that. I didn't know if you'd known that he was not as highly touted uh, by the people who scouted him as whatever is what the media let on. That's all. But that's why we made this show because we know more than those guys. <laughs> well, at least opinion. we think. Yeah, at least we think. Yeah, and then when I don't, I still know more. You know. Uh, <laughs> But just go with it, man. The Jets need some offensive line, and they got another uh, prospect down the end of the Ford from Charlotte, Cameron Clark. They got to do something, man. Le'Veon Bell couldn't even get the ball without getting hit. So you get these two guys in there. Um, you got to change the culture there. You got to change the attitude that we're going to press the defense line back and we're not going to just fall over every single time. So maybe that's part of it too. Maybe just his overall strength. Um, I, I'm excited for the guy. I'm uh, not excited to have him in our division, obviously, but – Actually, I really like the Denzel Mims guy. We talked yes. about a lot of wide receivers out of this draft. This guy is 6'3", man. He's got top-end speed. His route running still has a little bit to be worked with, but uh, I'm surprised he lasted as far as he did. You know, uh, end of the second, I think this guy could take some big, uh, you know, take some off the top, you know, really make them safeties play an honest football. And speaking of safeties, Ashton Davis out of California, 
interesting pick, fellas, because there's a lot of speculation that Mr. Jamal Adams may be be trade away before the beginning of the season. They are not getting along very well there. Adams wants a contract. Um, There's a lot of smoke, and usually when there's smoke, there's fire. So uh, Davis may be starting this year in a – I like him too because he's got a lot of versatility. He can slide in corner. He can play safety. And if Jamal Adams is out there, Miami, go get him. Mike should have like, been a like should, today. Should, go get him. Should should have should have been a second rounder. Pick sixty eight overall. PFF had him thirty three ranked player on the board. Ashton wow. Davis. Yeah. How about Jabari Zuniga too? The uh, D end out of Florida. I, I'm surprised this guy lasted the third round. I like him a lot, man. I I think he's going to be an immediate starter there. I think the Jets couldn't get to the quarterback, and everybody got to their quarterback. So you bring a guy like this. I don't know if it just Florida wasn't watched that much, or maybe he didn't have that prime of the season. But when I see him, he's got a great motor. He's got overall strength. He gets off the edge. Um, I think he's going to be a contributor right now, and I'm sure I'm butchering his name, Jabari Zuniga, but – I, maybe you guys could weigh in on. Let me know what why he he fell so you know far down because you need defensive ends that can get to the quarterback, and this guy does that very very well. I don't I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't know. And, and and let me I'll tell you this. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak on one other player, and then Jake. I'm gonna kick it over oh, to you because do I it. actually don't do it. Don't don't do it. Don't well, do it. Don't steal it from me. Well, don't steal it well, from well, me. Well, 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 I don't know if we're talking about the same player, but but if we are, then we're then you and I are on the same was page. He, there, was, he, was he? Was he? What round was your guy picked in? Well, I'll, I will tell you this: he came on day three, and I'm uh, I'm looking at Bryce Hall, Dude. number one fifty eight. Damn it! Yeah, damn I, it! I'm looking. Oh, look, this guy's you, you got a baller. Yeah, you you got to understand something here, boys. He was hurt last year. If he would have come got, out, he got, if he would have if blown he, up, if he, he if got blown he up on gotten, a punt return, if he would have gotten, if he if he no, it's good. If if he would have come out in the if he would have come out the year before, he'd been a first rounder, six foot one. Got real long arms. I, I've read that uh, PF, PFF said that they've never had anybody at the position test better in their skills, ever. What? Ever. I was. I mean, I'm telling you, ever. that's why I kept interrupting. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's crazy. I, I it's did cra- so. It's I, crazy. I, I watched so much on this guy. I mean, I remember. I actually watched the game that he got uh, injured in. He was he was on a punt return, taking the uh, the punt back, and he just got blasted. Uh, and you're right, dude. I mean, he was he was ranked in the top five uh, as cornerbacks at Virginia when he, before that happened. He was you like yep. you mentioned, he was supposed to be a first round draft pick. And the fact they got him in the fifth round, like I was just scrolling Nuts. through it, and I'm like I'm like holy shit, I can't believe that this guy went there. Like I. I didn't watch it when it happened, obviously, with the draft live, but, you know, doing the research, I'm like, damn, I forgot about this Hall guy. Yeah, dude, that is a steal. Hey, assuming now, he, he's recovered, uh, assuming he, he's he's fully healthy, assuming he's fully healthy, yep. boys, you're talking day one starter. Guaranteed. I was just going to say, in my notes, I had really? him, uh, I had him, uh, I had him compared to uh, uh, my boy uh, Jalen Smith out of uh, Notre Dame when we drafted him, you know, if you guys are obviously you guys do when yes you know he blew, yes when blew he his, the, yep yep Ooh, it, he yeah. was he was he was a top five linebacker coming out of Notre totally. Dame and then he got injured injured in that bowl totally. game against Ohio State I, you know obviously it worked out for us you know Jerry Jones you know did a little extra you know got some bionic parts in his in his body or whatever made him like the six million dollar <laughs> man or whatever but obviously it paid off for us I was thinking hey good good pull on that Jake to, yep direct comparison yeah, good, to Bryce Hall is what I was thinking. Yeah, good pull on that with the Jalen Smith. He, he he's it's exactly that. He, he was a top five player without question. 
Um, and I'm not going to say that that Hall was a top five, but I think he was definitely a first rounder. Um, oh, yeah. But great, com- great, great comparison. The fact is, and the difference is that the Cowboys went up in the second round and got Jalen. This dude went 158th overall. Nuts. Right. He's a steal, in my opinion. No joke. No joke. If I had a bet right now, he's my steal of the draft. Bryce Hall. Steal of yep. Bryce Hall. Please send these guys some jerseys, okay? Because <laughs> you guys are a fan club, right? <laughs> All right. I, I, I love what you guys are saying. I'm feeling it, but dang, Bryce Hall, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's that, that's great background. Like I'm, I'm learning, but I just didn't realize you guys were this big of fans of this guy. Like, I'm just gosh, saying, man. send him your jerseys, sign them for him. I'm Cats telling you, baller, dude. I, I just remember when he got injured, and they were throwing the stats up on on the screen about what he had done previously before his injury, and his his shutdown ratio. His, uh, you know, you might as well give him an island in uh, a Darrell Rivas island as far as college football goes. Granted, he plays in the ACC, but the dude was a was a shutdown corner. He. The numbers were in, in, insane. Like like we had mentioned, dude, he was our first rounder all the way until that injury. So hopefully he's a, a Jalen Smith and he's not a, a, a Marshawn Lattimore, you know, the running back out of South Carolina that was supposed to be all everything and, you know, never bounced back from that. That's the two right. people I was seeing. I'm like, oh, I hope he's one and not the other. Just for, I mean, I don't know the guy, but just for his sake, right. I guess. That way, too, I can watch Absolutely. him pick off. Uh, I, I want to watch him pick up or uh, pick off Tua for the next, you know, decade. Well, Jake, go go ahead and finish up the Jets for us real quick, man. Go ahead and talk briefly on the Jets, and then we're going to pass over Mike for the, uh, you know, we, we want to talk about his uh, his fins, man. So go ahead and finish up the Jets for us. Any any mm, other thoughts fit. on them and what they are? Or, or yeah, oh, yeah, done? yeah. Yep, I got a bunch. You know, we got in that wormhole about Bryce Hall because I knew you were going to steal that when you said you had somebody else you want to poke, poke at. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> just back just back at the Jets. Uh, Mekhi Becton, man, like, I agree with you. I think he is – he he was – he – He's not that good. He is not as as hyped as everybody think he is. He he killed it at the combine, and that's what got him, you know, his name out there. Uh, you know, he played nobody in the ACC, man. I was looking at some numbers too. So Louisville was not a uh, a big passing team. Obviously, they ran the ball. I want to say it was like seventy percent of their play calls were uh, run plays. So of the seventy three true pass plays that. Mekhi Becton was defending or, you know, offensive lining, defending the defender. He had already given up eight pressures and four sacks on that. So that's 11% of his, the times that he dropped back in pass coverage or excuse me, pass defending or pass blocking. He uh, let somebody get to the quarterback 11%. So you tell me that that's worth the 11th overall pick, uh, you know, Give them some, give them work at, you know, with the NFL coach or whatever, getting that schemer. Maybe it was a Louisville thing, but just right off rip, that just doesn't. And you already mentioned his work ethic and him getting from the dinner table and all that. It's funny and all, but it's it's true though. I just don't know that this guy has the want to be good. I guess as far as three hundred and sixty three hundred and sixty pounds. That's a big boy. It's a yeah, lot of weight I mean, to move, and, man. And, and the and the fact that he he did what he did the combine with his, his forty time and everything like it's super impressive, but you know like I even like I said about a hundred other players like I don't care how high you can jump or do this or this can you can you protect my quarterback, you know hey, you can you run a, the, you can run a four you you can run a forty one time at a combine but can you block for three hours straight that's my question that's, can you carry exactly. three can you carry three sixty for three hours straight with a person beaten down on your body. I don't care how fast you can run one forty yard dash, man. That doesn't that doesn't move the we'll, meter at all. We'll flip that perspective. Kev, flip that perspective real quick. Imagine being that DN. Can you put up with going after a six seven hey, three sixty five 
True. guy all game. Good, that's good, good point. That's a beatdown. Yeah, but that's every dang snap. Yeah, but that, that's why they rotate defensive linemen, though. You know what I mean? That that Becton's got to be out there every single play. You know, you can rotate in also and out your edge point. rushers and all that. Anyway, so back also back to point. uh back yeah back to the Jets. I li- I like Denzel Mims, the wide receiver too out of Baylor. Uh, Mike, you you hit it nail on the head. He just needs to work on his uh, route running. This is a big boy, man. He's six three. You know, he's got the size. He's got the athleticism. I, I like that pick for them. Uh, same thing with uh, Ashton Davis out of, Cal, uh, out of Cal. He was ranked in the top five on PFF for the last two seasons he played at Cal as far as, like, safeties in the whole entire, uh, you know, NCAA. And you mentioned it with uh, Jamal Adams, Mike. I, I've been reading otherwise that, you know, Adams and the Jets are coming to terms or whatever. As of right now, they're planning on playing them both at safety positions, you know, one at free and one at strong. I think that's going to be a pretty a pretty nice combination between the two of them, especially if they can keep them together for some time. And then uh, I know it's minuscule or whatever, but the fourth-round pick uh, quarterback James Morgan out of uh, FIU, I, I kind of like him too, to be honest. He played at Bowling Green here in uh, the good old state of Ohio for a little while, transferred to FIU. His numbers there at FIO, he he basically broke every, every single passing record there. And, I mean, again, it's nothing – not the biggest school in the world, but your boy Butch Davis is there, Mike, you know, coaching him up. He uh, actually beat your uh, Hurricanes. Oh, I'm sorry. Your former favorite team, the Hurricanes. I was going to say, uh, yeah, no longer in existence. No longer your team anymore. <laughs> as of as Just of, like Florida State, they've kind of fallen off the map. <laughs> right. as, as their fandom, apparently. Yeah, but I, I like the quarterback. I know, you know, nobody's going to really mark this as a, some, like, you know, ground staking pick or whatever but you know he's something and then like you meant i mean we already you know mike said kind of went a little too heavy on bryce hall but i think man i'm, I'm excited Steel. to see him i hope he i hope he can do something so yeah that's Steel. what i got for the jets cool well look let's go ahead and move on mike the time has come man you had three first round picks this year for the fins you guys made some major waves dude i want to talk about every one of them so uh let's go ahead mike break down the miami dolphins for us brother no pun intended. three first rounders two yep. second rounders man we're, we're excited down south beach uh the josh rosen era has officially ended it when did, lasted when did about it, as long when did as it, it ever lasts. start when did it ever start <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it lasts about as long as you sit at a red light, okay? <laughs> the guy is going to be out, out of town again and looking for three teams in three years. Look at man. We got the best quarterback in the draft to uh, hands down, most accurate, deep ball, big play experience, mobile, legendary film studier, experience, fast release. He works out with a mentor, Trent Dilfer, who studies a quarterback like none other. We got the future Drew Brees here with a little bit of wheels. I love the pick, and most importantly, we didn't have to trade up to get him. We sat at number five. That's we what, watched your Redskins. That's and what happens. The Giants you, not trade us. The Lions not trade us. It was nice. That's what happens when you're one of the worst teams in the NFL. You don't really have to trade up a whole lot. I don't uh, know. Disagreed, but uh, you I, know, I, I mean, you, we had two from your division underneath us, right? Giants and Redskins. Okay, but <laughs> hey, let's go back to it. But you know, Tua, it, Tua looks great on film. <laughs> Uh, if he didn't get hurt this year and you compared him and Joe Burrow, Tua would have been definitely the number one uh, quarterback taken, Agreed. hands down. And and that's nothing against Joe Burrow. Tua is just that special of a talent. Like, this is a once in every, like, five or ten years uh, talent level coming into the league. So let's hope we can turn off injuries like uh, Madden and see how he goes. But uh, love the pick. 
Love the guy. Love his family. Love his story. Everything I hear about him is just magnificent character. And uh, Saban endorses him 110%. So I take Saban's, uh, you know, his, his perspective pretty highly and his background. Uh, Austin Jackson out of USC, left tackle. This guy, he uh, donated some bone marrow at the beginning of the year. So uh, he kind of had a sluggish start at USC. And USC just, much like you guys were talking about Miami and Florida State, they just don't seem to have their stuff together right now. In fact, they're always constantly talking about firing their athletic director, maybe getting rid of a coach, maybe doing this. And they got to really just find their identity. But uh, Austin Jackson, man, he's a dime in the rough out there. Young, young, young athlete, but and he's super talented. And again, at 18, if he does play out the way he's supposed to, uh, we got our you know left tackle for the next 10, 12 years uh, and got rid of Tunsil and got these picks back for him. So uh, I'm not mad about it. I uh, like that pick. But Mike, offensive lines seem I, to be – yeah, Mike, go ahead, Kev. I, I just wanted to say this too, man. I, I also like the Austin Jackson pick, but I, I will tell you, and I know you're not a big PFF guy, but uh, 94th ranked overall player, my man. Um, I, 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 I understand the need. Um, you still I like- wonder, yeah, I wonder, I wonder if, uh, I wonder if that wasn't a bit premature for the player. Um, I understand You're- the bone marrow thing, but, but, but I, I'm not in love with the value. I think he can be a good pro. There's no question. If Tua sits like he should and Jackson gets in and starts a year by the year that Tua gets in, I think it's good. So either way, I think it's safe. You're still a lot of my Kev, thunder. You might be on a lot of my thunder. I, I, I like Austin Jackson, but I do like the player. He might have been wise to come back next year. He probably would have been a top five pick. He got drafted in the first round either way. He might have had a little bit more to put out there. I think he's only 20 years old, so he definitely had eligibility. Right. But uh, I think, you know, he saw the right on the wall in the dysfunctional USC without a real non-plan plan and decided to come to another franchise that's historically a no-plan plan. So right. we'll, we'll go and see there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We'll go. I'm not going to lie. We drafted uh, Noah from Auburn. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. Uh, the more I read about him, you know, his parents, both Olympiads, which is pretty uh, nice pedigree to come from. Uh, the man excels in man coverage. And, uh, you know, I know Flores, he's going to be blitzing the heck out of quarterbacks, um, especially in that division with quarterback play and offensive line play that can sometimes be questionable. Um, I think he's a great fit. Uh, Xavier Howard had some legal difficulties. He also had his knee hurt. So he's got some things kind of hanging over his head, which unfortunately, because he's one of my favorite players and he's just a gamer. And Byron Jones, we talk about him all the time, but taking him from Dallas, I love great, great secondary. So I think we had the top three corners in the league. Like you guys talk about having the best receivers in the league, like, you know, maybe Dallas or maybe Atlanta. I really pride myself on that. And and Miami's got to get better on defense. Folks, defense and offensive line were huge huge holes i mean this team last year they they pretty much had a wholesale for players to get rid of because they're trying to change the culture but you need talent to win in this league so i like that we had three first rounders but we also need to see some contribution for them real fast yep couple question marks uh, there couple couple question marks there i i think austin jackson and noah yeah i think it's igbing nohi igbing nohi i think is what it is um yeah, yeah question close. marks but but ultimately can end up being really good pros You've got to think that Miami, Brian Flores there, he's scouting for scheme. you got to figure that he liked Noah for a reason. 55 best player, uh, overall player in the PFF, drafted 30th. When you factor in all the other players and you know positional value and whatnot, I think it's actually a decent value. If you really look into it and break it down, he's a good corner, and uh, I don't think 30 is terrible, especially if he fits Miami's scheme. So, yeah, question mark, but I, but I like it. Keep going, Mike. 
Uh, again, our offensive line was atrocious last year. So we bring in a, a Robert Hunt out of Louisiana. And then we also bring a Georgia guard, Solomon Kinley. These guys may have potential to start week one, along with Austin Jackson, kind of renovating this whole line. Um, we, we're also going to play for a couple other players here. But again, we need to solidify that to give our team any chance to win. Um, I think our highest rusher last year is like a 3.5 yards average. Not only because he wasn't that good of a player, but they didn't have a chance <laughs> last year, man. If it's magic, <laughs> he made some magic last year, but we can't count on that. You know, if it's magic's one of those players that comes in a year, lights up the league, gets a big contract, and then I, I hope that's not the case. Uh, you know, somebody I want to talk about too that you know we've talked we've talked about the Dolphins draft because obviously I'm a big homer, but I'm interested to see Curtis Weaver, the Boise State guy coming out. Um, we we don't have the best pass rushers. In fact, Charles Harris, who we drafted the same draft as the Cowboys taking Taco Charlton, uh, they're both out of town now. These guys were first round busts. We haven't been able to find you know a, a complimentary player as an edge rusher to get to the quarterback. But Curtis Weaver, man, he 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 leads the all time sack leader in the Mountain West Conference. Um, no other player on the team had over six sacks. Damn. So this guy fills a big need. Um, fifth round pick. Uh, he's going to probably start right away. It, it, there's a lot of things that we needed. I like him. And uh, overall, man, Miami did a great job in this draft. I, there's not really too many players I don't like, but you can ask me that every single year. I'm going to tell you there's not really any players I don't like until, you know, Deion, uh, week about Deion Jordan was so hits. great. <laughs> Deion Jordan was so great. I love that guy. Hey, look, Charles Harris is just behind him for bust, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, here, here's what I will say about Miami. Um, I think their first uh, first overall pick, to uh, it, it, it warrants them an A, especially not having to move up. They get him at five overall. I think he's the best quarterback in the draft. Um, yeah, that that's an A. Austin Jackson, if he gets in with Tua two years from now, A. Noah, if he pans out, that's an A. Um, some of the other picks, I think a lot of them were picked – a little bit before what their ranking was. That said, man, everything has to be schematic. If you're talking about uh, they reached in round three, four, five, or six, I don't want to hear any of that garbage. Nothing's a reach in round three, in my opinion. Nothing's a reach in round four. It's all for scheme. So I, I, I hey, like Kev, their can first I, half. What, Go ahead. Kev, you said, though, man, like exactly. We got Noah and we got Austin. We might not even got those guys had we got a chance to trade up, you know, if like totally. the Lions would have done what they should have or the Redskins would have done what they should have or the Giants, you know. We might not even have these players. So to get them, it's kind of win or lose nothing attitude. You know, like these guys were assets that we were trying to collect to get to. A, we get to it without it. Now we got some uh, additional players to surround them with. But, Kev, you kind of, you know, really opened my eyes to even thinking about that way that it's a win-win for us. Yeah, totally. And look, man, COVID-19, the most uh, disgusting thing that we've ever dealt with in our nation was actually a blessing for you guys, man, because if that wasn't the case, all of these teams would have been able to work Tua out and everybody would have been bidding for his services. He would have went number one or number two. It would have been one and two quarterbacks picked one and two, and you would have had to give up at yes. least one of those first rounders to even have an attempt at getting up there and probably one next year, too. So a uh, huge win for the Finns in that aspect. Um, Cowboy, look, let's go ahead and wrap it up with you. Talk to me about the uh, about the fins. Where do you disagree, and what do you like about what they did? We like to call them the fishies, the the, the Miami fishies. All right, just so everybody knows out there, that's their that's where we're going uh, to start off with right there. Uh, I like how you mentioned Trent Dilfer was his uh, his mentor. So what did Trent tell him? Hey, we're going to bank on Ray Lewis and Ed Reed to uh, go ahead and just win this game for me, and I'm just going to try and not to turn the ball over to win the Super Bowl or through my whole entire career with uh, the, the Ravens to get that ring? Is that who we're banking on? 
Now I'm just I'm hey, just Trent I'm Super Bowl champ. Tr- tr- I'm just, Trent's a scary I'm, yeah, judge of talent. He's a chunky no, judge I'm of joking. talent. I know I'm just joking. I was busting his ball, busting his chops. But I uh, no, I like to a lot actually. I I agree that uh, if he was not injured in in that game last season, you know who knows what it would have happened with Alabama alone. I think he would have gotten a lot more uh, publicity. Obviously, being in the pl- college playoffs, which I'm sure they would have been in had he not been injured. Uh, two is the best quarterback in this draft. I, I agree. And he definitely would have given Joe Burrow a run for his money had he not gotten injured. Um, that being said, that's about it for you guys. After that, you know, you talked about Austin Jackson. I'm, I was did a little bit of diving into him. It, with him playing at USC, like, yeah, I know he gave up the bone marrow. And uh, obviously, you know, no one can make fun of that or any, anything like that but you know facts are facts that it, it did it did weaken him as far as uh, as a player overall uh playing in the pack 10 or in the pack 12 he didn't face a lot of adversity as far as uh, edge rushers and things of that nature i was looking at a stat that said that uh the three different the three edge rushers that he did play throughout the season at usc the ones that were taken in this draft people that were going to be on nfl teams your uh, your boy okuda uh Okawara that you had in your uh, defensive player or rookie of the year, Mike, and uh, and AJ Espinoza. Austin Jackson facing these guys, and there's a third guy on that list too. Eight sacks over those three guys, just those three. After that, yeah, he was not, uh, you know, he didn't really face anybody besides, you know, when he did face talent, he didn't look all, all all that great. Kevin, you and we had discussed about him potentially playing right tackle because uh, Tua is a you know being a left-hander. Everything yeah. I'm everything I'm reading on this guy, it, it says that he's more fit to be a left tackle. He doesn't have the whereabouts to play right. You mean tackle. a right? You mean a right tackle? No, no, you no. Mean, you he, mean a right no, tackle? No, no. He. Oh, oh. You and I, you and I discussed him being a right tackle. He doesn't yeah, have, totally. He, I mean, he, I, I, but he can't. That's what I'm getting at. Is he does not have the footwork okay. to play right tackle. So you think that the you know Dolphins would have done their homework on this? You know, like you said, well, we just picked a left-handed quarterback. Maybe we should, you know, the field does reverse as far as like the way your play calls and everything go when you have a left-handed quarterback per se. You know, and they got a guy that who who physically cannot do the footwork and the you know everything else as far as uh, being at right tackle. So you you got yourself a left See, tackle. Gotta, go on. I got to question that though. Yeah, I got to question that though, man. I I do because it's like left tackle is the harder position to play. To an extent, you know what I mean. I mean like it's the harder it's but, it's, but, it's but, the harder position in, to play. But in that same but in that same in that same uh, aspect, your right tackle is now essentially your left tackle. You know what I mean? And if you're used to doing no, your footwork, but, I'm no. But saying, I'm saying that I'm saying that typically typically your left tackles typically your left tackles can can transition to right tackle it's harder for and to my understanding anyways right tackle it's harder for a right tackle to transition to the left side now if it's a matter of you know i guess his awareness and where the rudger, uh, edge rushers are coming from i get that but but footwork i don't know i mean don't get me wrong i i i believe somebody feels that way i i don't know if i agree is all i'm saying point being though is if 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 you scout him to be a left tackle and you know you have a left-handed quarterback and now he's you know essentially on the other side like not even protecting his blind side. To me, it just seemed like it was it was a reach, like you had mentioned. And then your and then your guy Noah out of Auburn, the uh, cornerback. Mike, you mentioned his parents being uh, Olympians or whatever. Are, are are they on the field playing too? Yeah. Are, are they 
are they contributing <laughs> whatsoever? Why? Whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't go. You and Kevin can't go in and say that you love players that were in pros now that play in the league and then go in on Olympians. Like you got to be consistent with your message, Jake. You too, Kev. Come on, I, man. Hey, no, I love the Olympian thing, man. I, I feel like you you get world class athletes to breed a baby and put them in the NFL, man. I love that. I, I in fact, that that, <laughs> that 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 puts him that puts him up on my pedestal, man. I think he's fantastic. I, yeah, no, I got a no argument with that. Olympian yeah. players. Jake, Jake we got three corners better in Dallas. Hey, you know what? Three hey, corners better hey, than hey. the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> you ever see Michael Jordan? You ever see uh, Michael Jordan's kid play basketball? Exactly. Man, that's a good point too. It's a good uh, point too. So um, no, go ahead. Go ahead and finish uh, up the Dolphins, Jake. Yeah. So Noah, everything I read about him out of Auburn, he has poor ball skills. He doesn't intercept anything. He's got you know cement blocks for hands. Uh, he's athletic as far as like being able to stick stick with the guy. I mean, he could he could you know, press cover and, and break the pass up, I guess. But, you know, just you're drafting him on potential. You're not drafting him like as a, as a solid player. I mean, we already went into it on, on him. I do. That pick to me was just, I, I don't get it. Uh, I do like your guy, Robert Hunt out of uh, uh, Lafayette, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, like you had mentioned. And uh, Raycon, Raycon Davis, the Alabama guy, you know, Alabama, you can't be, you can't go too wrong. The guys, the guy that kind of, I, came across and read a little bit about it's kind of intriguing to me uh the safety brandon jones out of texas everything everything i've read about this guy is he's the reason that they had a terrible uh secondary he was the guy that was always getting blown away at at texas you know they said that he's he's suited to be a, a slot corner but you guys don't need a slot corner you just pay two separate guys over you know the top three highest you know cornerback uh you know pay scale Dude, I just, dude, I, I'm sorry, man. I know, you, I know you're high on them and everything, and I, I do like your Curtis Weaver guy out of Boise State. But man, dude, I, I, I'm not even trying to be a hater, man. But your fishies, uh, they really, they really sunk this boat on this. To be honest, man. I mean, besides Tua, I mean, I, I'm, I just don't get some of these things, man. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I guess. Uh, oh, Mike, Mike, go ahead, Mike. Is he wrong? I'm just gonna say, yeah, he. Completely bad analysis, broke down every which way, just a full hater aid. But you know what? That's what <laughs> so, we do here. We kind of we kind of bust each other's wait, chops. Wait a second. So the the tackle that has lined up against three of the guys that got drafted in the NFL this this draft and gave up eight sacks against those three people. That's bad uh, analytics. You know what else are we supposed to look at with this guy? You, you're going against uh, potential, man. Yeah. It's exactly that's yeah that's been your guys's uh, mo for the last twenty years potential. Uh uh oh, guy. Hey viewers, here it is. The weapons are coming out. This is what happened last time. This is what this is what we dealt with here. They're going to be World War Two. Let me let me let me uh, let me throw some water. <laughs> let me let me let me throw some water on this fire here. Last question I want to ask you here, Mike, before we uh, before we take off. Um, I know you're excited yeah. about Tua, but what about Malcolm Perry out of Navy? I think he could potentially compete for the starting job. What do you think? You mean the guy that's listed as a quarterback that's slash Malcolm, wide receiver? That, that, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a joke. That's just a joke, guys. Yeah, Malcolm Perry. Um, don't know that he'll make the team quarterback out of Navy. If he does as a quarterback, he'll be the first one ever. He's basically guys, like, that's he's it like, for us. He's basically like every other Ohio State quarterback goes in the league as a hey, as a wide receiver. Braxton Miller, yeah, typically. We gotta uh, we gotta pick our offensive and defensive rookies of the year for each conference, bro. That's that's right. So look, that's it for us on the Miami Dolphins. We're gonna uh, we're gonna go ahead and conclude with that. I think for one more year they can still be fish out of water, but uh, we'll see what happens in the future. Guys, want to go ahead and recap? Let's go through this division. Who are your offensive and defensive rookies of the year, Jake? Let's go ahead and start with you. 
you uh, go ahead and break us down uh, the picks for your division and uh, let us know who you think for offense and defense. So we'll go with the we'll start with the NFC because we skipped over that too. Uh, defensive player of the year, I mean, the layup, Chase Young. There's nothing else. Like we already said, there's nothing much you can say about that. I don't see anybody else competing with that. You know, a little bias. You know, I'm going to go offensive rookie of the year. I'm going to go CD Lamb. You know, like I said, just with everything that they have in Dallas, he's going to have an opportunity to have a good season. You know, it's not like he's uh, the the savior of the franchise type guy. Like you know, when Julio came to Atlanta and they had nobody else around him to start with. You know, he, he's going to have a, a chance to get, get a lot of balls his way. Uh, AFC, I have Kyle Duggar from the Pats is my uh, defensive rookie of the year. I just like what they have in their secondary. You know, Bill Belichick. You know, and Bill we trust. Uh, and especially, you know, you guys kind of talked about it. There's not a lot of uh, weapons on offense for uh, Horace Stidham. So I got a feeling there's going to be a lot of defensive players on the field uh, for the past this year. So it gives them more opportunity to, you know, make a name for himself. And then as far as their offensive rookie, ah, man, I'm in between two. Uh, I'll go with, I'll go with Denzel Mims from uh, the Jets. Uh, like I said, he's just such a big body guy and, and, he, I think he's got a lot of talent. Yeah, he could do something. Man. I like both. Of, yeah. I, I like those picks all the way around. There's nothing wrong with that. Mike, what do you think? Talk to us about the uh, the NFC East. Who are your picks? All right. Well, I'll start with uh, offensive rookie of the year, Jalen Rager, wide receiver out of TCU. Uh, yeah. It's hard to go against CD Lamb. I just think they got too many mouths to feed up there. And uh, Rager's going to be a big play, uh, big play player for a Wentz. You got to worry about Jackson's health, Alshon Jeffrey's health. So right away, Jalen Rager's going to probably be uh, the the star for me there. Defense rookie of the year. I can't go against Chase Young. I, I thought about Xavier McKinney, but I can't do that with integrity. I can't lie to the audience, man. <laughs> this guy looked like a man among boys most of the year. He's yeah. going to get his sacks. He's going to get his tackles for loss. And I, I'm really excited to see him next to Jonathan Allen. I think they're going to line those two up on the same side. And Jonathan Allen, Alabama, and then Chase Young, these guys are going to be hurting one half of the field for uh, any offensive line that's looking to play these guys. Hopefully totally. a lot for the Cowboys. Um, totally agree. Yeah, totally and uh, <laughs> break down the NFC. You know, the AFC East. Now let's talk about my offensive player of the year. I got to go with Tua. I don't think he's going to get into about week four, maybe week five. But I think when he comes in, he'll be ready. I think he's going to learn a lot from Fitzmagic. I can't see Fitzmagic taking the Dolphins sixteen games next year. So Tua's going to get in there. He's going to show why he should have been the number one pick. He's going to stay healthy. Sorry, haters, and uh. Man, we got our franchise quarterback finally since uh, Dan Marino. I'm excited. Oh, so you you think he's and, uh, playing this year? Yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't know if I agree. Absolutely. With that. I mean, oh man, yeah. I hope not. I hope not. God, I hope not. But geez, if he if he does, okay. But I I hope he doesn't. Either way, defense. What do you, what do you think on defense, Mike? Uh, I'm gonna go Apenza, AJ Apenza, DN for the Bills. I like this guy. I think he's gonna get a lot of different. Uh, different looks towards quarterbacks. He's big, tall. He's going to knock a lot of balls down. Uh, anytime you get a DN like this, you put him to a front seven like the Bills. Jake talked about how good their secondary is. Um, quarterbacks got away an extra second to throw that ball. Look for a Penza to get about eight to ten sacks in a really challenge for that defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. All right, everybody, that'll do it. Make sure that you tune in next week. We are going to go back through division by division and discuss every single player that these guys picked. Remember, they picked an offensive rookie of the year candidate and a defensive rookie of the year candidate for every single division in the NFL. We want to make sure that we throw those into a bracket and see who ends up winning the crown, at least in our opinion. Um, so definitely stay tuned. 
want to make sure that you guys subscribe on whatever outlet you're listening to us on. Go ahead and subscribe to FanPov and uh, make sure that you get the latest updates on when our new episodes release. And I want to leave you with a final thought. If you guys were here for the beginning of the podcast, you remember that white sandy beach that the great Bill Belichick once sat on. I would encourage you all to visit that beach in your mind. Go ahead and imagine your future self coming to you and congratulating you on your success. Become that person sooner rather than later. Guys, this is FanPov. Have a great day. Bye. Go home.